church. God bless you. It's so good for you to tune in tonight. Thank you for being a part of our Wednesday evening Bible class. Uh, we had hoped that we could all be here together, uh, but we feel that it would be a good idea for us to wait a little while to uh, connect on Wednesday nights in person uh, due to the recent uptick in new cases. We're just going to kind of let that play out a little bit uh, during uh, this next little while until further notice and see where we are after uh, a little while of, of, uh, of that uh, uptick occurring. Please be in prayer for those who are experiencing the sickness and uh, pray that God would heal them, that God would touch them, that God would uh, comfort them. Uh, we, of course, are aware of the challenges associated with the uh, infection, but we are also aware of the fact that God has touched so many lives and so many people are recovering and uh, being restored in Jesus' name. And so we give God praise for that. We thank the Lord for that. And uh, so we just want to continue to practice good wisdom and caution as we, as we navigate our way through uh, this process. And so uh, we thank you for your understanding, and we will be able to join together on Wednesday nights at the appropriate time, and we will be sure and keep you informed of when that will be. Uh, tonight we're going to continue our series on the miracles of Jesus. This is one of my favorite things to to do, to uh, talk about, to teach, uh, because there's just nothing better than to talk about Jesus and to talk about the miracles of Jesus, especially in a time uh, like this when we need to be reminded our God is a miracle-working God, and our God is a miracle-working God. And so we're going to continue to, uh, to walk this path and come out on the other side victorious in Jesus' name. Uh, we will have our Sunday service services at 9.30 and 11.30. We look forward to seeing you there if you're able. And if not, uh, please do uh, tune in to the live stream on Facebook Live or YouTube, and it will be a blessing to you, I know. Uh, we thank you so much for your faithfulness in, in attendance. We thank you for your faithfulness in viewing. Uh, we thank you for your faithfulness in giving. And we thank you for your faithfulness in serving the Lord because uh, this has been a test, is it not? A test for, for us to serve God differently, but, but nonetheless effectively. And so make sure to continue to draw close to God and uh, worship Him, look into the Word of the Lord, uh, be faithful to the Word of God as we teach it, preach it, and, uh, and, and let the Lord minister to you in that way. Amen. We're continuing our study series, The Miracles of Jesus. We're talking tonight uh, about when the leper is cleansed, when the leper is cleansed. And we're looking at Luke chapter 7. This, of course, is the conversation that Jesus has with the disciples of John the Baptist. The disciples of John the Baptist were sent to Jesus to ask him the question, are you he, or should we look for another? And Jesus responded by, by saying, Go tell John what things you have seen and heard. Tell him how that the blind see. 
Tell him how that the lame walk. Tell him that the lepers are cleansed. This is verse 22. Tell him that the deaf hear, the dead are raised. To the poor the gospel is preached. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. So we are talking tonight about the third uh, miracle that Jesus described uh, to the disciples of John the Baptist. Number one, he said, tell, them, tell him how that the blind see. Tell him how that the lame walk. Tell him how that the lepers are cleansed. We talked about the blind seeing. This is, of course, a natural miracle, physical miracle, but it is also a spiritual miracle. Because not only does Jesus open the eyes of the blind in a physical sense, but Jesus opens the eyes of the blind to see the truth, to see the revealed Word of God, to see the light. Not only does God cause the lame to walk in a spiritual sense, but he also, or in a physical sense, by healing their legs and giving them strength to walk. But he also performs the miracle of empowering people to walk with him in a spiritual way. And tonight we're talking about the lepers are cleansed. This, of course, is one of the great miracles of Jesus to cleanse the leper of his leprosy. Leprosy in the Bible is a sickness that you and I cannot really relate to. We haven't seen anything like it in a modern context. It was a ravaging disease that once a person contracted it and there were different kinds of leprosies. The book of Leviticus gives instruction to the high priest who was the one anointed of God and instructed of God to uh, both diagnose the leprosy and what kind of leprosy and then to prescribe the proper treatment for that leprosy. Uh, but the high priest would diagnose the leprosy and it, and it varied, the kind of leprosy that it was, it varied based on the kind of color of the wound that was in the skin and the skin around it and the, uh, the, the substance of it and the depth of it, if it was topical, if it was, uh, if it was uh, somehow in the skin. All of that weighed on the diagnosis of that particular leprosy. And then the high priest would, would say, this is what this kind of leprosy is. And this is how you are to treat it. It, most of the time, involved being sent out of the camp for a, an extended period of time while there was treatment taking place. There was a quarantine, if you please, of that particular leprosy while it was taking place. This isn't something we really can relate to, but people throughout generations have always been able to understand and relate to the fact that plagues come, pandemics develop, that sicknesses uh, sometimes surge, and they would take the necessary precautions. Uh, they often, lepers were often in their own colony, if you please, because they, they were separate from so many other people 
due to the fact that the leprosy seemed to be an uncontrollable sickness. And it would affect the body. It would shut down the nervous system. It would, it would affect the, not only the skin, but it would go deep into the skin, to the bone, to the nerves, the, the uh, actual extremities of the body would, would, would die. The blood would be cut off with certain forms of leprosy. It was a terrible and a terrifying disease. But Jesus, hear me, Jesus told the disciples of John the Baptist to go tell John what you saw and what you heard. And he said, you saw plainly that the lepers are healed. Oh, hallelujah. We thank God that Jesus has power over every sickness. Jesus has power over every plague. Jesus has power over every disease, and he's our God. He's our Savior. And we look to him. We call upon him. And we trust in him in times of crisis. So let us always remember that Jesus has the power to save, and Jesus has the power to heal. And not only does he have the power, but he's eager to exercise that power to heal. So we pray in faith believing and we pray in confidence. And it's a beautiful thing to see people restored, healed, repaired, amen, redeemed. Glory to God. Glory to God. It's all right. You can praise him. He's a miracle working God. He's a healing God. And so the Lord is a cleanser of the leper, one of the great stories in the word of the Lord has to do with the miracle of Jesus as he performed a miracle in healing 10 lepers. It's found in Luke chapter 17. And we're going to look at this particular uh, passage of scripture. Luke chapter 17 verse 12. As Jesus entered into a certain village, there met him 10 men that were lepers which stood afar off. They stood afar off because they did not want to come near and cause infection. We can relate to that a little more now than we once could. They stood afar off. These were ten men that were lepers. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. What great, what great understanding we glean just from that. They called him by his name because there's power in that name, Jesus. And they acknowledged who he is, Master. And then they said, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priests. That's, that's consistent with what we just talked about, the fact that in the book of Leviticus, chapters 12 and 13 in that area, the high priests were the ones to examine the leprosy and, and describe what it is. And the Bible says that they were told by Jesus to go show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice, glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan so these ten lepers were all healed by the power of God nine of them ran to show themselves to the priests and as they went they were cleansed 
There were ten of them. Nine of them, when they saw that they were cleansed, they kept on running to show themselves unto the priest. But there was one, this tenth leper, who when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. With a loud voice he glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan, Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? There are not found that returned to give glory to God, save this stranger. This man was a Samaritan. He was not fully Jewish. He was not fully a part of the house of Israel. And when he saw that he was cleansed, he turned back. And he gave glory to God. This is a lesson to us. The importance of giving glory to God. Don't just expect or accept, pardon me, don't just accept the blessings of the Lord, but give God praise for the glory of the Lord, for the the blessings of the Lord. Give God glory for what he has done for you. Give him thanks for what he has done for you. Turn your heart to him and say, Lord, I thank you for what you've done in my life. So many times we need a miracle, ask God for a miracle. The miracle comes. We're so relieved that the circumstances change, we forget to give God praise. But we have to give God praise. And Jesus said, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? And he said, there are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto the man, arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Notice the difference. The nine that kept running received cleansing. That means that the leprosy was stopped. They no longer had leprosy. They were cleansed. But the Bible says that one man returned to give God praise. And when he returned to give God praise, the Lord said, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. The difference between being cleansed and being made whole is this. Being cleansed means that the leprosy no longer has effect on you. The leprosy no longer exists in your body. But when you give God the praise, he made him whole. So not only does the leprosy stop ravaging his body, but now the leprosy is actually all of its effects, all that it did, all of the All of the damage it had done, all of that has been reversed because he has been made whole. Oh, hallelujah. So so what I'm telling you is is that an encounter with Jesus Christ can, can cleanse you. But when you live a life of praise to God, when you live a life of service to God, when you live a life of devotion and dedication to God... What happens for you is that all of the damaging effects begin to be absolutely restored and you are made whole. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, Jesus has power. Jesus has power over leprosy. Now, leprosy, of course, was very similar to sin. Leprosy had an effect on the body the way sin has an effect on the soul. And sin not only affects the soul, but sin will also affect the physical body. And so this, when we look at leprosy and we look at the damaging effects of it, 
we see that its damaging effects on the natural man correspond with the damaging effects upon the spiritual man from sin. But I want you to understand that Jesus Christ has power over the damaging effects of sin in your life. When you repent of your sins, you know I'm going to go here. When you repent of your sins, when you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, sin has no power over your life. Sin is done. It is washed in the blood of the Lamb. It is forever changed. You are cleansed of all unrighteousness and of the filth of the flesh. Hallelujah. And if you want to live victorious in God, be like that tenth leper who turned around and gave God praise. Because when you live for God, He's going to make you whole, completely whole. He's going to make you perfect in Him. He's going to continually perfect you through His Word, His Spirit, His name, amen, His church. God has a perfecting power upon an individual's life. And so we have to understand that He is here to perform miracles. And there is no sin that you have ever committed that God doesn't have power to forgive. And when I say forgive, I mean forgive. I mean wash away. I mean cover with the blood of Jesus. I mean remove the stain from your record. I mean remove that blot, that transgressive blot that is on the record of your life. The power of the blood of Jesus removes that sin. You should live under no condemnation. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. We put our faith in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Pastor Urshan, is he the one or should we look for another? He's making the blind to see. He's making the lame to walk. And he's cleansing the leper from their leprosy. And he's washing sins away. Thank you, Jesus. And that leprosy will damage everything about your life. Sin will do that. Sin will have an effect on your life the way leprosy has an effect on the natural body. Sin will begin to wreak havoc on your relationships. Sin will wreak havoc on the peace of your mind. You, you, you will find yourself broken, fractured, disabled spiritually you'll find yourself unable to feel what you should feel you'll you'll feel every way you should not feel you will have broken heart broken dreams your your trust in others will be completely disabled that's the way sin works it is a cancerous corruptive corrosive leprous uh, reality and and Jesus said I came to take care of that remember what the angel told uh, Joseph and Mary his name shall be called Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins you know there are some saints of God that are still struggling even after having been baptized in Jesus name even after having been filled with the Holy Ghost even having turned from their wicked ways still struggling with the condemnation from an old lifestyle. 
That must be lifted off of you in Jesus' name. Don't listen to the lies of the devil. That that has any kind of a hold on you. That is not who you are. You are covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost. You feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Because it's a, the Holy Ghost in you is bearing witness of the word of God that's coming to you. And if you've never received the Holy Ghost, you still feel the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost wants to fill you to overflowing and is bearing witness of the word that is coming to you in Jesus' name. I want to read to you a portion of scripture. If you've never heard it, mark it down. Because it will be a blessing to you not just tonight, but, but for many days to come. And if you have heard it, then you're already blessed by it. And you'll be blessed by it again. Isaiah chapter 6 and verse number 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With twain he covered his face. With twain he covered his feet. And with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar. He laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Hallelujah. Now this is an amazing passage of Scripture, and I just read it, but I'm going to paraphrase it for you uh, quickly to make sure you know what took place here. This all took place in the same year that King Uzziah died. That is very important. Isaiah saw in that same year that King Uzziah died, that was a tragic year. King Uzziah was a beloved king, uh, and, and he died. It was a tragic year. But in the same year, Isaiah also saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. I know this is a difficult year, but don't let the difficulty of this year keep you from seeing what else is happening. Because David said, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Hallelujah. Yeah, King Uzziah died. Yeah, there was tragedy. Yes, there was calamity. Yes, there were problems. But in the same year, the Lord was also high and lifted up. And I'm telling you, God wants us to look around and see where he is magnified, how he's being exalted. Hallelujah. How he's being extolled. Glory to God, high and lifted up. Hallelujah. But it's significant that this took place in the year King Uzziah died. We're going to come back to that in just a moment. But, but notice what took place. He describes the seraphims, these are angels, that they had six wings. They used two of the wings to cover their feet, two of the wings they used to cover their face, and two of the wings they used to fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy the, is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of that one seraphim. It wasn't a whole host of angels. It was one seraphim 
who cried, holy, holy, holy. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. And then this had an effect on Isaiah. He said, woe is me. I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. Now this is interesting because if you read the first five chapters of the book of Isaiah, he speaks several woes to the house of Israel. He sees their sin and he says, woe. He sees them calling good evil and evil good and he says, woe. He sees their idolatry and he says, woe. He sees their adultery and he says, woe. He sees their treachery. He sees their cheating, their defrauding of one another. And he says, whoa, 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 what's going on? Whoa. He's a prophet of God. And he speaks through the first five chapters of the book of Isaiah. Woe to this and woe to that. And woe to you and woe to you and woe to them. Woe. But when he saw the Lord high and lifted up, he saw his own imperfection and said, woe is me. I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people with unclean lips. Now, you have to understand the significance of, of, of the year being the year that King Uzziah died. Because though King Uzziah was a beloved king, and though he was a righteous king for all intents and purposes, he walked in the ways of David his father, and he also saw some of the most outstanding infrastructural development that uh, Judah ever experienced. And he was, he was very involved with, with building up the kingdom of God. And his heart was right with God. He developed, he was very, uh, had a lot of ingenuity. And he developed a tremendous amount of defenses and fortresses and, and, and he created systems that would, that would defend Israel against invading armies. And he was loved for those things. And he looked out for the people. And, and he was so loved and he was so celebrated. And the Bible said that he was lifted up. But that when he was lifted up, he became proud. His heart was lifted up in pride. And he felt like he really was above the law. And the scripture says that he walked into the temple. And when he walked into the temple, he started offering the sacrifices that only the priests were to offer. He begins to send up incense. He begins to act out of his particular role in the kingdom. And he does it in defiance of the law of God. He was lifted up and felt like it just didn't apply to him. The Bible says 80 priests came in and confronted him and said, what is it that you are doing in this temple? What, what are you doing offering this incense to the Lord? What, what are you doing acting like you're a priest in a clear defiance of, of the law of God? And, and Uzziah actually was so put out that they would dare confront him like that. And he said, basically, who do you think you are? Do you know who you're dealing with? Because his heart was lifted up in pride. And when he, when he reacted to them out of anger and hostility, the Bible says that a leprosy immediately sprang out in his forehead. 
the priests who knew what this leprosy was immediately quarantined him and said, you've got to get out of here now. There is a leprosy that has developed on your forehead. For the rest of his life, according to the book of Leviticus, which prescribes that when there is a leprosy on the forehead, that for the rest of that individual's life, they will go about alone, but they will go about with a veil over their lips, and they will say, unclean, 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 unclean. And so by the time he died, Israel had been dealing with this king who was a symbol of rebellion, a symbol of stubbornness, a symbol of one who, who defied God, one who just said, I don't, want to, I don't want to obey the things of God. I'm lifted up in pride. And the Bible says that Uzziah walked into the temple. He committed acts as a priest. The priests rebuked him. He launched back at them with an accusation and a leprosy sprang out on his forehead for the rest of his life. According to the book of Leviticus, he would be wearing a veil over his lips saying, unclean, unclean. So in the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah the prophet, who had looked out over all the sins of Israel, Woe is me, woe, 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 woe to this and woe to that, woe to this and woe to that. But in the year King Uzziah died, and he saw the Lord high and lifted up. And listen, you can't see the Lord high and lifted up and it not have an impact on you. When he saw the Lord high and lifted up, it had an impact on him. Hallelujah. And the Bible said he saw the angels, and they used two wings to fly, two wings to cover their feet, and two wings to cover their face. You know why they covered their face? Because they could not bear to look upon the holiness of God. The holiness of God was too great. They could not even look upon His holiness. And one cried to another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord, the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of His glory. When Isaiah saw the holiness of God, before this vision, he was real capable of seeing everybody else's sins. But once he had this vision, he not only saw everybody else's sins, but he saw his own. And he said, woe is me. I am undone. I am a man of unclean lips. See, it was easy for him to look at what Uzziah did and say he shouldn't have done that. He shouldn't have gone into the temple and acted like a priest. He shouldn't have disobeyed the word of God. He shouldn't have turned his a deaf ear to the things of God. He should have known better. And it's easy to do that. But when you come into the presence of God, you end up seeing not only everybody else's flaws, you, you, you see your flaws, and it gives you a better perspective of what other people are dealing with. Here, Uzziah, who knows how long, he had been walking around unclean, 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 unclean. And here Isaiah is, who before seeing the holiness of God, I don't think he felt very unclean. But seeing the holiness of God made him see his own uncleanness. I want to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. You cannot make it to heaven if you don't understand your own need for salvation, your own need for redemption, your own need 
for forgiveness of sins. You have sins that need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. And you have to be in the presence of God in order to see it. That's why, that's why we want to get people back to the house of God. We want to get people back to church. But, but in the meantime, while we're trying to, to do that as best we can, it's important that you create an atmosphere of praise so you can see the Lord high and lifted up. And when you see him high and lifted up, you see yourself as you are, and you see this world for what it is, and you see others in the proper way, and you have a right perspective, and then God can heal that leprosy that's in your soul. God can deal with that sin. You know, there are so many sins that live inside of us, and we don't even know it. Do you know, we've talked about it before, I, I, I listed last week at a moment where I had pride, I didn't even know I had pride, and if you don't know you have pride, that means you have pride. You, you, you just have to know you have pride. And, and sometimes you don't know the pride is there until, you, until it's hurt. And, and you have to continually lay it down before the Lord. So here I was walking around so proud of how humble I was, not realizing that that's not humility if you're proud of it. Brother Tenney said humility is that virtue that the moment you know you've got it, you don't. It's important to understand. And we, we, we've heard a lot about asymptomatic people who might have a virus and don't know it because they're not sneezing and they're not coughing and they're not manifesting fever and they don't think they have anything wrong with them and yet they test positive for the virus because it's still lurking on the inside and that's the way sin can be, ladies and gentlemen. You, you may not manifest it. Maybe you do and you're just covering it up. God help you in Jesus' name and he will help you. I said he will help you. He'll give you power over that sin. But just because it's not manifesting itself in ways that seem super sinful to you, that doesn't mean that you don't have inside of you that lost condition. You've got to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. You've got to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You've got to walk with God, hallelujah, and let Him make you whole. Thank you, Jesus. You've got to say, like those lepers said, Jesus Master, have mercy on us. How many times in the miracles of Jesus did the individual seeking the miracle come to him with those words, have mercy on me. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. My daughter is grievously vexed. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what else to pray, pray that. Have mercy on me. Hallelujah. And the scripture said, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his trouble. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Go tell John. Go tell, go tell it on the mountain. Go tell anybody you can find that the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed. Thank you, Jesus. We must be cleansed of our sins. 
It is sin that complicates life for us. It is sin that complicates relationships for us. It is sin that complicates the peace of mind that we need. It is sin that causes conflict within us. And it is the washing, the cleansing, hallelujah, the perfecting, beautifying work of the Word and Spirit of God. Thank you, Jesus, that absolutely removes that leprosy. And if you'll walk with Him in praise, He will not only remove the leprosy, but He will restore what the leprosy damaged. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, the Scripture says, I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, that the palmer worm and the canker worm, I will restore those years to you. If you think you've lost 2020, don't worry, you'll get it back. You're going to get it back. Hallelujah. Now, it's not a wasted year. God's doing something that we can't even fully fathom. We know that. But if you feel like you've lost it and that it's been wasted, don't worry, because you're going to get the years back. That's how this works. He restores the years. He cleanses the leper. God is a restorer of our soul. Thank you, Jesus. Don't forget, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Listen. We've been walking through this valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Hallelujah. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell Hallelujah, in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's going to cleanse that sin, and he's going to make you whole if you'll let him in Jesus' name. Let's pray together right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word, and I thank you for the ability to teach and to preach your word. I ask you in Jesus' name to let the word go forth and minister and reach and heal as you would see fit. Lord, it will accomplish that whereto you send it in Jesus' name. And there is no weapon formed against us that can prosper. And there is no work of the adversary that can prevent your word from doing its work. Lord, when your word meets a willing heart, hallelujah, a heart full of faith, there is no end and no limit to what you can do. And I pray that you will do that work tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. And the church said in Jesus' name. And the church said amen. And amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. I just encourage you to go ahead and take a little more time and seek the face of God and let his word enrich your soul. God bless you tonight in Jesus' name.